Dr. DeGray, you've got a call. Who is it? It's your husband. Yeah, I mean, your ex-husband. <clears throat> yeah, Detective Lebowski is on line one. Yes, what is it? Come on, Cher. Does it really matter what title they call me by? Just tell me what you want. <sighs> Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about politics. No, sorry, anime. Anime. Oof. He's pretty weird, all right. He's Josh. Yeah, but you are just acting off. <laughs> uh, he gets pissed off. Only around idiots. It's Bill. It's been one of those weeks. Ooh. And I'm too different for the rest of you. My name is Andy. And hi, guys. Hey. Hi. It's Tuning Japanese, the podcast where we talk about Japanese anime. How uh, are you doing? I have no way to respond to this right now, either than other than just smack. Don't hit the soundboard. Oh. <laughs> that's that's. I hope that never comes to fruition. Um. So. If you hear some rumbles of thunder in the background, that's because it's storming, and it needs to storm, because it's been hot and dry, and... and hot and hot. Not dry, it's humid as fuck. And if, you, and, if, and if you hear lightning crashes in the background, that's just because I'm really, really missing the band live. I thought maybe it was my farts, because we had Mexican for dinner. We had Mexican. Yeah, yep. uh, we're going to stink up the studio. Uh, today we're talking about episode two of... I almost said Gurren Lagann. That is not right. <laughs> nope. Um, nope. <laughs> Wolf's Reign, which is entitled Toboe, Who Doesn't Howl, which is a fucking lie because he howls in right. this goddamn episode. Dude, spoilers! That's not much of a spoiler. It's such a spoiler. Here's a spoiler. Toboe fucking sucks. But uh, before <laughs> we get there, before we get there. Dude, you were like shouting that at me. I... And like looking emphatically at me when you said that. I, I mean, dude. Sorry. We've read your article. Yes. The vitriol. The vitriol still exists. As yours Bill is like, what is Bill doing? He's <laughs> like staring at his I mean, yours, yours, I was, yours, I was, I was turning over and you're like, uh, I was that's shaking, what my dick looks like. I was shaking uh, the flowers button. <laughs> I was going to say something about being as bad as some players in Look Overwatch. at my dick! <laughs> yep, never mind. I, I've lost it. Look at my avocados! It looks like something out of... Invi- Oh, okay. I, I want to make okay. I want to make it clear for the podcast audience two things. Number one, he showed us our underwear. Number two, I did not ask to look at them this time. Uh, so hey, let's talk about nerd news, shall we? Guys, what? Guys, what? A video game came out that I'm really excited about. I had been excited about for a really long time. Oh, was it what we, you were playing earlier today? Yeah, on Twitch.tv slash Lemon Nerd Boy. Which I was, you know, MST3King pretty hard. Yeah. While I was working. <laughs> yeah. I was playing, and it has just been released as Octopath Traveler, which I have been so excited for. 
Uh, it's a brand new Square Enix RPG that harkens back to the old 16-bit days. and Lots of a, menus. Lots of menus. Beautiful art style. Um, I think they call it... Uh, Aimless H- Wandering. Stop it, you. I think that it was dubbed near the beginning when they were developing, up, uh, developing it as HD2D, I think is kind of what they what they kind of call it. It's not really three-dimensional. It kind of has, like, you can move up and down inside the side, like, on the map and stuff, but... The sprites themselves kind of look like... Classic RPG look, yes. just more polished. Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy 4, 6, whatever. I thought um, perhaps it was octopuses in a spaceship. That would probably be closer to Splatoon. I was thinking it was more you had to save the Octomom and, oh, eight chil- and fight her eight children. That's a name I haven't heard in forever. Um, Octopath th- Traveler. Oh, my God. Get her in all eight holes. Oh. Oh. So, Octopath is not about that. Um, it is kind of neat because, number one, it is a Square Enix exclusive game for the Nintendo Switch. So it's the o- only place you can play the game on, which is awesome. Number two, it is a game where the, the general premise is there are eight heroes. It kind of, Remember, what's was it Sukoden that you played? Sukoden, yeah. It had like all the characters you can collect. Yeah. 104 yeah. stars, I want to Now, this is like obviously much smaller, but it, it has a similar sort of feel. In this game, you have eight main characters and you can start with any main character you want and you start you play their story and then once you play their story the map the entire map opens up and you can go wherever the hell you want there's quests obviously mainline quests and side quests you can follow uh and on the map is also located where all the other seven characters are so you can take one character and run with that character throughout you can go and and collect all the characters at the beginning um you could just completely skip characters if you don't want them at all and uh it's just the level of choice is really cool. Uh, oh. The storytelling is really good. It looks really beautiful. I'm having a lot of fun so far. Cool, nifty. Yeah, uh, yeah it looks like it looks like it's a fun game. To be completely honest, it does look uh, entertaining in the old uh, throwbacks uh, mm-hmm. uh, that it that it represents here. Yeah, and it it's got a really cool battle system where instead of just attacking, you can uh, every turn you get uh, essentially a skill point or a, an action point where you can store those up and then unleash them all at the same time. So, like, if you want to, like, store up a bunch of points and then go all out and attack someone four times in a row, you can do that in one turn. So that's kind of a neat little cool. uh, yeah. added thing. Very cool game. If you have a Nintendo Switch, you can actually get a demo for free that you can play the first three hours and then transfer those uh, that save data to the rest of the full game, which I thought was also kind of neat, where you can Absolutely, essentially yeah. start... You just get three hours, get as far as you want in well, three hours. That makes total sense, because if you got three hours, and then you had to start all over again. Yeah, that would be like, oh, fuck this. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was that was kind of neat. So that's my nerd news this week, right. is Octopath is amazing. It's been getting great reviews, and I'm already like eight, no, seven hours in. So, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little bit of something. They've uh, released the, um, uh, for Monster Hunter World, as we no. talked about uh, previously, their whole joint venture with Square Enix, Capcom, and Square Enix sharing content for Final Fantasy XIV Online and uh, uh, Monster Hunter World. The release of the Behemoth is set to be on August 13th of this year. Nice. That's also going to be around the same time that they're releasing the PC version. And they've already released uh, images of, one, the armor set that you get from the Behemoth, and two, Behemoth itself, and the Behemoth is a Behemoth. He's Freaking huge! Nice, that's awesome. I and, like I like that synergy. Mm-hmm. They're also showing other content where they're putting cactars in Monster Hunter World. 
uh, Moogles, and there's hope and hoping they'll have it for your Palico, your little cat con- companion where you can have a Moogle skin. Yeah. That would be awesome. But the armor is reminiscent of the uh, Dragoon armor. Nice. And they, they even have the weapon, the Insect Glaive, which is the jumpy, flippy, attacky, flippy in the air weapon. So they're going full on Dragoon with this new monster. Uh, Very cool. With the release of of it. And yeah, the behemoth just looks like a frig a beast. Have you been playing Monster Hunter Worlds? Yes. I can't remember if yes. you've gotten it or not. Okay. Yeah. Um I've uh, I've slowed down recently. Yeah, it kind of happens with age. Toggling toggling between that and and uh returning to Overwatch, which we had a yes. which we had to play together. Yeah, we we should play. we should definitely maybe see about streaming. Yeah, no, together. definitely. I mean, I, I don't have anything set up on my laptop for my streaming, but maybe we can work something out and we can play some Overwatch where you go, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and I scream, Andy, focus! I'm not very good with shooters. Or You're not very good video with, games in general. Or with, or with any kind type of combat that's not going in your... Uh, going the way you, you expected to. You're like that in our D&D games. That is very true. We, we start even looking like we're getting our asses kicked a little bit. We get a little bit of heel heat in the combat and you're like, oh my god, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. Dude, it's the first round and it's the first damage you got. <laughs> Bill, any nerd news this week? It's patiently waiting. Oh, it's okay. No. Okay! <laughs> no. Uh, nope. Hey, Bill. I've been busy. Oh, that's okay. It's your week. I know. Uh, so are you ready for your review? Of, I am. I did that. Uh, nice. Of Wolf's Rain. Bill? Toblerone. When- that's never sweet. Oh, Lord. Whenever you're ready, Bill, get us started. In Flood of Ruins, a weird guy in a black cloak is reported to that wolves have been seen for the first time in 200 years, when the speaker was just a child. <laughs> Which, the first time I watched this through, I didn't even realize there was a speaker shown. Little gothy girl? Yeah. L- yeah. L- little, little gothic Lolita? Yeah, there's a lot of goth going on in these first Lots two minutes. Lots of goth. Super goth. So a weird guy is standing over a dead blonde woman, and, uh... That's naked. Is she blonde or green-haired? I, I kind of got green hair kind of I thought feel. she was blonde. Oh, there's enough of it. We should, we should really get a good look at that hair. He lets her know that the flower maiden is awake, and she, his love, will soon wake up too. Yeah, that, uh, green chick is... Seems uh, long. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uh, is ha- Hamona? Ham- Ham- Hamona? Yes, and our um, yes. Our, our speaker is Lord. Harambe. It's Spike Spiegel. Yeah, well, it's Darcy. His name is Darcia. Spike Spiegel. And he's voiced by our favorite uh, badass voice actor, Steve Bloom. Yeah, Steve Bloom voices this, and it's pretty cool. It's kind of neat to hear Steve Bloom play a bad guy. Well, it's also nice to hear Steve Bloom uh, use his normal voice after uh, Lee Ron. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I didn't. I would not have known they were the same person. Yeah. That's just how good he is. That's how talented he is. Speaking of the flower lady, she's floating in a tank while Dr. Blondie talks about her being awake the whole time. And now she's excited. Yeah, we... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, excited. she's still excited. She really looks like it. Yeah. The, doctor... the water's just cold. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I guess we should um, address Dr. Blondie. Her name is Cher. And uh, she's... DeGray. Yeah, DeGray. Dr. DeGray. Cher... If she could turn back down. Dude literally said chair, I think. Yeah. I'm glad you said dude, because apparently she, the detective Hub's last name is Lebowski. The dude. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the body Lebowski? Where's, but, where's but, the wolf Lebowski? <laughs> but Dr. Cher DeGray is voiced by Kari Walgren. Who's the voice Lebowski? <laughs> and we are introduced to, or reintroduced to Hub Lebowski. The dude has Gimme's body, and uh, it's got 
dog wolf teeth marks in it. Nom, nom, um, nom, 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 nom. He's wondering if the animals are trying to deceive him, which is a weird thing to think. I mean, even if he's right, it's a weird thing to think. Do you think he has already got it figured out? I feel like he's already got it figured out these are wolves. He's already kind of got the idea of something. I think he's more starting to get the idea of there's more than one, because he even makes the statement of, I knew I should have taken a mold of that uh, of that dog's teeth. Well, or Dr. Blondie has it right, and he's just making up excuses to hang out with her. Can we, yeah, can we talk quickly uh, about this scene? Because it's hilarious, the, the lead-up before their conversation. <laughs> oh, the phone oh, call. Because the guy, the, he, he calls, Hub calls, and the guy's like, uh, it's your husband. And she, like, glares daggers. Yeah. And he's like, uh, ex-husband. And she continues to glare. He's like, uh, uh, he's like, detective. Fuck boy? De- de- detective Lebowski. And then he just goes, does it really matter how they refer to me? And she's like, uh, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> so good. Or no fuck you. Yeah. Meanwhile, a brown wolf loses a fight to some birds, which is sad. Oh, because I saw a portly beagle fucking eat those kind of birds. So no, you 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 did have a portly beagle that would do that. Um, yeah, this is our good friend Tobaway. Toblerone. So he scrounges a potato from a girl. Yeah, because he's the worst wolf ever. And she offers him sausages instead. Is that is that euphemism? And and and, and she's and he's even like hesitant. He's all like. You like, to, you like to do a review? Sorry. You want to, you want to do it? <laughs> I, I already... So, she offers some sausages instead, hmm. and, she, and she has to take a bite first to prove it's not poison. He's not a good dog. No. Well, he's a good dog. <laughs> he's not good at dogging. He's good at dogging. He's bad at wolfing. Okay, fine. He's bad at wolfing. Yeah, he kind of sucks. This is Liara, by the way. Yes, and she's voiced by Michelle Ruff. She's called away by her dad. Hoboway wants to follow her home. <laughs> but she tells him no, and she thinks it's funny that he understands her. Which is bullshit. I know good and well that my dog understands English, so... I thought that was a weird one, too. Like, you can almost understand me. It's like, yeah, no shit, my dog understands me, too. They they touched on it in the last episode when Quint was talking to Blue and goes, Blue, I know you can hear... No! Actually, it was in, in the, later on in this episode, I think, he, he says, I know you can understand me. So mm-hmm. it's, I guess, a thing they don't, well, if they don't have much exposure to certain animals and even large breed dogs, maybe they don't think, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're not a hundred percent sure what the animal situation is, um, in this world. Well, this world aside, this world is a poodle mix upstairs that damn well knows exactly what I'm saying to her. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't always care, but well, she knows it. That's fair. Yeah. Some thugs are arrested while Kiba and Hige... I get that right, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, good job. They walk through town, scaring a pug who can see that they're really wolves. That's a, I like. I like those little touches. That's yep. one of the things I like about this show: the fact that is the pug a, notices, but no one else yep. does. Is it a touch or a reminder? Hey, these aren't human. Well, Remember, they, they show the wolf. they show yeah. the wolf walking, but right. I like that the the dogs can see what they are. That's yeah. actually a bit of world building, even. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Lay out the animals now. So they steal some hot dogs and uh, keep. I wrote Kobe. That's not right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kiba wants to get recaptured just to get in and find Jesus, the flower maiden. Yeah, I love how he says that, and he goes like, I just got you out of there. Yeah, it was, we, why? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, he's just, why? I can't blame, I can't blame. No, he he goes like, you're nuts. Yeah. Well, they need, they need Jesus to find paradise. Wait, they need Jesus? 
<laughs> y'all, need, y'all need Jesus. <laughs> Are you talking about Cheza? He's talking about Cheza. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Gotcha. Uh, Hige won't do it because he's a heretic. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? So keep it bounces. <laughs> this, this is the weirdest recap. All right. Hey, we also find out uh, that apparently Cheza is created from uh, lunar flowers. Okay. I'm not sure. And I'm the weird one. Y'all... <laughs> okay, fair. So, wait a minute. When they say a lunar flower, would that be like a night-blooming flower, like a jasmine? I no, think, like, I think it's some kind of magic flower that makes ladies. Yeah, I think it's like oh. flowers that actually grow on the moon. Me. <laughs> Robot. <laughs> oh, are they made from cheese? Is that why her name is Cheza? That's why her name Holy is Cheza. Holy shit. Yep. See how smart I am? <laughs> Meanwhile, the leather daddy gang is uh, feeling a, <laughs> feeling the, the heat. Hell? God damn it. <laughs> yeah, they want to bounce on him. Here's an important question. <laughs> Sume is not a very caring person, it seems, right. on the outside. But he's replaying what happened with Gel at the beginning of the scene. That's Gimme? Yeah, yeah. Gimme. Okay. So it makes me wonder two things. Number one, is his lack of caring just a front? And number two, is Gel's death the reason why he doesn't just immediately completely leave Toe away. Later. Um, Later on. Because, I mean, he does leave him, but then, like, he happens to just be there. Well, there's a difference between, like, caring about these assholes and, like, oops, I killed a kid. That, or... Fair. Or it could even be that Gel's death triggers something in him. He gets triggered. Um, but more along the lines of that he's been living a lonely life, and the one person that was actually reaching out to him dies, and it's affecting him. He didn't reach out and grab hard enough. <laughs> no, because, you know, then he would have ripped off a chunk of shoulder and had something to eat. Elsewhere, because we have a lot of that. Yeah, this is a, this jumps around a lot. Yeah, we are jumping around a bit. Dr. Blondie is analyzing the hair, claiming there are two different kinds, and more blah 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 relationship and dog stuff. And Lebowski needs to track down the guy. Oh! Brick card! Oh my god! Lightning round. Was that, was that lightning? That was lightning. Oh, it's thunder. Straying, straying. Welcome to the break card. It's Andy, and you're listening to another review of Wolf's Rain, season four. I can't believe we've made it this far, and it's thanks to you, our listeners, that we've made it this far. It's crazy to think that we started this as just a passion project where we wanted to sit down and just talk about anime that we grew up with, that we really loved. We started with Excel Saga way back when, and now we are on to Wolf's Rain, our fourth season. Thank you, thank you so much uh, for tuning in, and thank you for staying with us. We really appreciate it. Let's talk quickly about the schedule. We are obviously going through these reviews of Wolf's Rain, but uh, next week we're going to have something just kind of a little bit different to break up the flow. Ray and I had promised a while back that we were going to record a review of Pokemon the first movie, and we did that, and it will be released next week, next Tuesday, so you can have that to look forward to as we pretty much make fun of a movie that I held in pretty high esteem back in the day, but looking back on, it's... Well, just just wait for the review. You'll find out. We have, obviously, more Wolf's Rain reviews coming up, as well as we've recorded, actually, the first episodes of two bonus seasons. More information on that later. 
I'm actually going to be at Gen Con once again this year between August 2nd and the 5th. So if you are a listener and you are going to be at Gen Con, shoot us a message either on Twitter at TuningJapanese uh, or email us TuningJapanese at gmail.com and let us know. Maybe we could meet up, say hi, get you a free sticker, uh, things along those lines. So if you're interested and you are going to be at Gen Con, hit me up. Speaking of those stickers and other things that you can get... Head over to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. Our Patreon is the only way that we monetarily support the show. Obviously, we appreciate you listening and leaving a five-star rating on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. But if you want to help the show in a more direct, monetary way, even if you have just a buck to throw at us, we'd really, really appreciate it. You can do that, again, over at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. Just a couple of updates. We were kind of slow on putting the show notes together, but I spent a day uploading a whole bunch of show notes and scheduling releases for every single Friday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. So with a donation of $1 to our Patreon, you have behind-the-scenes looks at my notes, Bill's notes, and soon enough Josh's notes. And we're going to have all of Season 1 posted pretty quick and then move into Season 2. We also ordered, you might have seen on our Patreon and on our social media feeds like facebook.com slash tuningjapanese or again at tuningjapanese on Twitter, that we ordered a small amount of buttons with our logo on it. And if you want one of those buttons, you have to donate at least at the $5 level to get one of those alongside of other good things like our Tuning Japanese stickers, getting to choose an episode for us to review on a bonus episode, and even for $10 coming on to an episode like Superfan Matt did a while back when we reviewed the irresponsible Captain Tyler. So definitely check that out. A couple other things that I don't mention enough We have three monthly goals that if we reach the amounts, we will be producing more content, not just for our patrons, but for everyone on the main feed. If we make it to $50 a month, we will release a brand new movie review every single month. Yes, whether that's myself and Ray or the main team of Bill, Josh, and myself, we will be releasing those once a month. Uh, So you get bonus content on top of your regular weekly episodes. If we make it to $100, we will release a bonus season. Again, more information on that. We are currently in the midst of recording some bonus episodes for those bonus seasons. And I will tell you, they are very good. And if we happen to make it to $200 a month, Bill, Josh, myself, maybe Thurk or Ray involved as well, we will play a tabletop role-playing game in Big Eye, Small Mouth. It'll be a limited-run series, but we will do a tabletop RPG that we will record and release again on our main feed for you, the fans. The break card's running a little long, so I'll just leave you with a reminder to check out the Questionable Endeavor Network at questendnetwork.com for more podcasts, streams, and articles. A lot of good stuff there. Go check it out right now. Enough's enough. We need to get back to this review of Wolf's Reign right after this quick promo for another show on the network. Do you like scary stories? If so, then listen to the Shadowvane Podcast, where you'll find original radio drama series and classic tales of terror brought to life with fantastic voice acting and eerie music and sound effects. For more information on our first full series, Progenics Labs, or our current story, 1692 The Risen, visit shadowvane.net or listen to us on the Questionable Endeavor Network. Listen in the dark. If you dare.
we're back from the break card, and we did not get electrocuted and die. Yes. That's you! Uh, oh, that's why it smells like burnt cheese in here. <laughs> <Cheza. laughs> okay, I'm good, I'm good. Toway comes up on the girl, as a boy this time. Oh god, this scene. <laughs> Telling her the dog oh. she fed was his. <laughs> so I hate so, this, this scene. This is like so awkward. Okay, I'll admit, yeah, I see where you say that that's a little bit of me. This is about as awkward as me trying to pick up, a, yep. get a date back in high school. Yeah. Oh. Because he tells her the dog's name is Toboy, and his name's Toboy, and he named the dog after himself. He's like, yeah, like. we're close. And she's just like, you're weird. I love how he's just like, shingoing, like chilling out, like, you know. I'm a like, beachy boy! Like, 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 like leaning against a... a shingoing? <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, on another podcast I listened to on Sailor Business, Shingo, the character, yeah. Sammy, Sailor yeah. Moon's yeah. brother... Like, he does this thing. Like, they notice, like, he'll stand like this all the time. Ooh. Just, like, standing out, like, just, just with his arms. But you can't see me on a podcast right now. Uh, <laughs> fingers interlocked, hands behind the head, mm, elbows, baby, elbows so at, like, 180 degree arc completely yeah. out. I'm cool, and you can notice me. And then, I don't think I can even do that anymore. I, I can barely do I, it. I, um, but, yeah, he's, like, fucked up like arms. And I just love how he's doing that, and she just walks by, like, Right oh, by, and he's like, he's like, oh, shit, that didn't work. <laughs> But I'm pretty. But but this worked on Sailor Moon. All right, so so uh, Shonen, uh, well, their daddy, uh, Sume. So Sume shows up with Toboe, and they get caught by the hunter in blue. Yeah, Quint. Ah, so it's a good thing he's drunk as fuck because other daddy dispatches the hunter and they escape by jumping up the side of a building. <laughs> okay, all right, let's break down this scene. This just a scene actually, because, I think, warrants breaking down. Yeah, this a because because the minute uh, Sume sees that Quint. Because he's already kind of oh, had yeah. a run in with Quinn. He's, he's like, he's like, boom, he's gone. He Toboy does dear- that crazy anime jump, jump like just yeah. straight up in the air. Yeah. He tears up his hand, which is important too. Yeah, yeah. yes, well, Sume does. And but like Toboy does a whole deer in headlights thing. Yeah, yeah. He's all like, uh, uh, dirt. Yeah, he, and thank thank goodness that Quint is drunk because Quint kind of staggers forward and doesn't just and, immediately and doesn't shoot. Re- yeah, yeah. He's like, You're but I'm not that. sure he would see through the disguise if he wasn't drunk. Yeah, because Blue's not reacting, which is kind of odd. Why doesn't Blue react? That's a good question. You know, if if Blue got a, got a whole uh, wedding on uh, when she saw any of the other wolves, why didn't she just react that way to Toblerone? That's a good question. I guess we'll have to keep watching and see if it's relevant or if it was just a bad piece of writing. Yes, but, that, but yes, then Sume comes in last minute, saves him, and goes, jump! <laughs> and Toboy has, like, the most obvious teenager reaction. angst reaction. I was Going to, and then they just flip, fucking... flip, 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 flip. No. I look pretty. Go. No, it's so great. Like this is this this is probably the second most ridiculous but great scene from this because they just start backflipping on ledges which all is, the way to the top of these thing four stories can do. Really? Because I, I, it only looked like Toboy was flipping. Like like uh, Sumei just was just straight jumping. Wolves don't climb up buildings. Period. There's ledges. Well, they they can climb cliffs, also, can't they? Wolves also don't cast glamours to make you make you think that they're human. Which is why I'm confused. <laughs> oh my god, he pushes a mighty video just, podcast right now. Just his face. look on your face. He's, he's legitimately like just upset right now. Like if they're just regular wolves, why do they jump up buildings and look like people? Well, they're obviously magical wolves who are supposed to save us all. So why aren't they doing spells or telling us they're magic wolves? I'm so confused. Because they got killed off. I'm less looking I'm, years for ago. paradise. I'm less infu- I'm less infuriated than I was last season. I'm just as confused. <laughs> Fair enough. 
So Toboy recognizes Sume and says he's heard rumors of him from the crows. I must have fallen asleep. I don't remember that part. Yeah. Well, he was, was that the... before or after they beat him up? I, uh, before, apparently. You're nothing like Sume, yeah. who runs with humans. It yeah. <laughs> would be a weird thing to do. We don't beat up him. Like... Like, if he I was a bully, us. like the high school bully, just like pummeling the shit out of some nerd, like, huh, you ever met that guy? Ugh. John? Ugh. He's a badass. Ugh. <laughs> totally unrelated to what we're doing right now, Swirly. <laughs> Wedgie. <laughs> so, we got more talky-talky, and then the badass character wants the, the kid to leave, so pretty stock stuff here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, yeah. Back to Hige. He comes into the jail cell in custody. <laughs> To uh, help Kiba, his friend. Yeah. Oh, but there is something really important, I think. What did we miss? Did we did we miss um, the story about Toboe and his grand and his granny? I think I was covered in more talkie talkie. Uh, I think the granny stuff's a little bit later. Are you sure? Nope. I don't I'm think confused. so. I think oh no, it is yeah. later. It is it later because it's after, he, it's after he get get your notes straight, Andy. He's got to kill a falcon first. Got right. it. Okay. Kill a what? Spoiler. Sorry. Carry on. Back where you were. Elsewhere, Toboe. Stalks Lyra and watches her hunting hawk. Okay. This fucking girl has a pet hunting hawk. What the fuck? I mean, it's a thing that hawks can do, so we're in the right direction. Ah, yes. Hello, Justice, my, my amazing hawk. Let me make sandwiches and send you out into the world. Like, what did he... Like, here, fly out the window. Just go be a like, bird. Like, what the fuck does she have a hawk for? They, That's the worst dad ever. They, they do that. Or the best dad. You can train hawks to hunt. I know, but are you aware of that? Usually, they have to have a hood on their head on their heads when they're not hunting, so they don't like. Well, wolves don't jump up four story buildings and pretend to be human, so I can I I can handle the. I feel like there's a zoning issue or something. No, I can't handle it, Bill. I can't. (laughs) This is wrong. Very wrong. (laughs) I'm so confused. Well, you're gonna get more confused because Tobaway thinks he's gonna kill it and happily bring it back as a present. (laughs) Because he thinks he's a cat, I guess. Fucking right? Toboy. I got a present for you. Wolves don't do... Dogs don't do that. Cats do that. I... Uh... I don't know. Dogs poop in your shoe and they think <laughs> it's a, a present. Dogs don't poop in my shoes. Not mine either. Maybe your dog hated you. Oh, Maggie, Maggie did not no. hate me. If hated that, if, your shoes. Yeah, I pooped in your shoes. That sounds... Pr- if I poop in your shoes, I hate you. Oh, God. Maggie never pooped in my shoes. Yeah, so oh, anyway... Well, then why'd you bring up Maggie... <laughs> Then how do you know dogs poop in shoes? I don't know. Some asshole I used to know said the dog pooped in their shoe all the time. <laughs> okay. Oh, because he was an asshole. Never mind. That makes sense. And okay. his dog hated him. Yeah. So Toboy's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Because he brings back... Yeah. The he's bird. Like, he's like, hey, I got this for you. It's I... your bird. Wait, it's not breathing. It's not moving. Oh, no. You look traumatized. Because like I'm more cat than wolf. And, then, the and, I killed. Yeah, and her immediate reaction is, he's dead. Yeah! So we get sad boy moment. And then and we, got sad, and we get the best moment. This is my favorite episode. She, she finally episode. sees through his guys. Yeah. Because he starts crying and then he starts howling. He literally is just sitting there howling up in sadness and then out of nowhere. Yeah, and, and this she's is just like. And this is where the title becomes a lie. Yes. Yeah. Because he's sitting there howling. Yes. And then Sube runs by and just scruffs his ass and runs away. And it's hilarious. I love so how, how it's, how it's framed. Because it, it doesn't. Move or anything like that. We have the the shot of Toboy howling, and uh, Lira's just kind of looking all shocked. And you just see a little blur of Sume's butt and hand grab him, scruff him, and then out of frame. 
So his, good. His butt and hand grabbed him? Yeah, it was pretty much. <laughs> Clinch! <laughs> um, you gotta get those groceries in he's got one them, trip. He, he's got them tight, tight glutes. <laughs> I hope you're carrying toilet paper with your butt. That would be the only grocery you'd be okay to put in <laughs> So later on, they're talking about their feelings, and that's where Toboy talks about being a pet to an old lady, and that then she died. Yeah, which, which does explain his characteristics a bit. It he's, he's, does. He doesn't. He would be how Zeus would be if you and Ray uh, suddenly died, and he had to take care of himself. No, I understand this. Yeah. I, I get it. I totally understand. But still, Toboy. I think if something happened to him and Ray, and he's not take care of himself, he'd die. Yeah. No, you're probably right. <laughs> and yeah. then he even points out the fact that Granny, Granny, I just would too. Yeah. Got him, got him those bangles. And so far, we were talking about this earlier. Maybe this would be a good point to uh, uh, kind of discuss this. Each of our characters have had something that shows both in their wolf form and in their human form. Uh, Toboy's got the bangles. Mm-hmm. Sume's got the scar on his chest. Hige's got his collar and the white, uh, the white shirt, the color of his fur, uh, for Kiba. Now, Bill brought up a really interesting talking point. I kind of, you know... It would have just been to... so much easier to make their hair color their fur color. So much easier. And my... Sume's hair color is already white, so yeah. he could be a white wolf. See, my argument is, well, there's two things and two reasons why I don't think we do that. Number one, again, if they have control over their glamour and how people see them, they would want to differentiate themselves as much as they could from the wolf. Now... Except they're wearing crap, like collars and bangles but and... maybe some of those things are... Really important, and those some of those, some of those physical manifestations exist when they're a wolf, right? So it's like the collar, the bangles, those exist on the wolf, so they have to also exist on him. Now the clothing, that's part of the of the of the the skies. Mm-hmm. So like those or the those don't those don't actually exist. Yeah, the scar yeah. does really exist. That's why it's there. The bangles really do exist on the leg of the wolf, so that's why it's there. The the collar does. My second reason for why I see why they wouldn't do that connection is. Can you imagine our main character having, like, white hair? Like, it would just be... Even in an anime, it would just seem weird. No, I would... I would... Re- well, in an anime, you can have a main character with white hair. That's not a, real weird. I would say I'd rather have the badass character be the one that was a white wolf and just make our main character a black wolf. Okay. No, fair. And just leave their hair colors alone just make their fur colors match. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. It'd just be so much easier to keep track of what's going on. No, you're right. But I do like the idea that each character has kind of a, a tell. Yeah. Yeah, I would say mythologically that's an idea of a mm-hmm. tell where yeah. nine tail foxes, you know, even as a human they have the nine tails or sometimes a werewolf or a witch transformed you might have a you know, a human eyes or a human hand or something. Mm-hmm. And so that's not even Beast Boy is always green. Yeah. Yeah. So But but I do like that and I like I, the idea of something that differentiates them, even though they're all different types of wolves as I well. just, I feel like it from the ground up, the designers could have maybe done that and just, just made things a little more streamlined, a little more logical, mm-hmm. a little easier to follow. Mm-hmm. So we get a scene where the hunter and the detective meet each other and not a lot really happens yeah, there. Yeah, really quick scene. Would you like a drink? And then Sume finds out that his gang's abandoning him. Poor Sume, he's lost everything. Yeah, pretty much. Because he is far too different than everyone else. Kiba and Hige talk about their feelings, too. A lot of that going on. A lot of feelings. And uh, Hige picks the lock. <laughs> I love that bit, too. Cause Which like, is hard to do without thumbs. True, but what's interesting about this scene is that you, you missed was they're laying there, and they both get this like sort of like 
sixth sense sort vibe. of thing. And they vibe. get a vibe. Yeah. They get a spidey sense, like, something's bad here. And I love, I love that Kiba's, Kiba, Kiba's like... Immediately, he's like, I'm gonna wreck the bars. Well, he's like, you wanna break out? And he goes like, yeah. It's like, so like, they just, again, break out again of this place. Right. So weird. But yeah, um, but I do like the idea that Kiba's about to, you know, tear apart the bars like he did in the research facility, but Kiba just, nope, I got a key right in my He gay. Yeah, did I say he gay? No, you said Kiba. Oh, I'm sorry. He gay. Yanks out, pulls out a key out of his hair. It's like, okay. doesn't wakes up Dr. Blondie, who's kind of conceited at this point. She's like, I'm too pretty for this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. And if this was live action, there was she would totally be uh, played by Sarah Chalk, right? I can see mm. that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Weird gothy guy shows up. Uh, the guy from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Darcia. So crazy. His he outfit. Looks, his his whole design almost looks like something designed uh, by Neil Gaiman. He is so goth. Oh he, yeah. He looks and he like is he belongs after Jesus. in the fucking Cure right there. Like it's totally the crazy hair. The weird mask, the goth clothing. Yep. And even and even the pretentious dialogue oh, yeah. that some neophyte goths get into when they first are are living the lifestyle. This was early. I love how he says something about pretentious and then uses the word neophyte. That yep, that well our resident so, goth hi, over here. Hi. He's he's got Dominique's night night eye. Yeah, it works a little differently, but and I like this eye better. Like this one's cooler. Does it work differently? Or do you just see it from the outside? She collapses. Where Vash and all them always stood still. Yeah. Well, even okay. where they were standing. Yeah, because they were so. kind of mesmerized. Yeah, she just passes out. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Jesus looks up at anime Robert Smith. <laughs> I was I was going to say Morpheus 2.0. Yeah. And he commits bulb napping. God damn it. <laughs> bulb napping. There's a lot of bulbs in anime. There is. Yeah. And the boys run up on him just as he's carrying her out of the facility. He takes a look at the wolves, and it's just the look is just something of, of along the lines of, I listen to Sisters of Mercy. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's My hair two. was designed by Susie Sue. <laughs> no, yeah. you're kidnapping her. <laughs> <laughs> that is episode two of Wolf's Reign. It is Toboy Who Doesn't Howl. And uh, now it's time to did, talk about Final Thoughts. Well, first off, did we not note that the title cards are at the end of the episodes? No. I don't think we've mentioned that last yeah, episode. Yeah, because last episode, the uh, um, City of Wolves title was at the very end of the episode, and I think they did the same thing with this one. Yeah, it's really weird, uh, some of the choices that they made. No break cards, the title cards being in weird spots. We and don't know what to do! Was this on TV originally? I mean, I know it ran on... It ran uh, on Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network, but yeah. like, um, in Japan, was it... It was on TV. On TV. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it was on TV in Japan. TV I just don't Tokyo? understand where the commercials yeah. were. It, I'm so I am, yeah. very, I am I'm very confused. I'm not sure either, honestly. Where I, it would be interesting to look up, like, and see if there's a way you can find. Yeah, uh, like find like an old recording from like right. TV Tokyo or something. Yeah. online. Bill, it was your review. So tell me your thoughts on episode two of the anime. I'm still really confused. It's gorgeous. I said it before. You know, the art is great. I just don't know what's happening at all. Can I ask you to dig a little bit more into like what specifically is confusing for you? If these are just regular wolves, they're not werewolves, they're not magic wolves, I don't understand where the, like, we have no idea where the glamour comes from. We have no idea why they can jump up a building. Why they can rip bars open with their teeth. Wolves can't do that. I wish I just kind of understood the central premise of this. And now, again, we just have kind of there's a girl who's made out of flowers. W- what does that mean? I, hopefully stuff gets explained. Some of it gets explained, mm-hmm. hopefully. 
there just seems to be a lot of suspension of disbelief accepted. Like, they're just anime wolves, so of course they can jump up. And they can... Like, how did the wolf use a key? You would have to no, use a key point. reach around. How does he toss a hot dog to the other wolf? Right. I mean, there's just... Little stuff. Not even little stuff. There's just gaps of understanding. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not... We all know they're not physically transforming. I think they've made that pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Right. But if they're not physically transforming, some of the stuff that... Like, I can't even understand what the analog is that the wolf would be doing mm-hmm. while we see the person doing it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I think part of of that makes complete sense to me, like like your confusion. I think the other part of, you know, well, regular wolves can't, you know, don't have magic abilities and stuff. Just sub that out for any other mythological creature that doesn't exist. In this particular world, the idea of a wolf is something more than just our understanding of a wolf. It's something more akin to, like, a werewolf or a vampire or, a, or you know, a, a, unicorn. a unicorn or something like that, that we have some sort of analog dogs that kind of look like or close to it, or maybe even they're, you know, were once regular wolves too, but, like, you know, like a unicorn looks a lot like a horse. With small tweaks, right? So I think like that part of it, it you just gotta like. I wish this there is was a different world than our own. I wish there was more world building. I guess. Okay. I wish we understood just a little better. Mm-hmm. Even a little bit of cheesy opening narration that says, you know, these mythical creatures. Two hundred years ago, blah blah blah. Yeah. Even just telling us wolves are mythical creatures, something like yeah, okay. just a little bit of something for me to grasp onto to. To understand what the, the internal consistency is. Okay. Because right Makes now sense. I have nothing to assume, but it's our world in the future. But then that that obviously doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Well, even with the idea that wolves can glamour themselves or hide from people. Like, even you put that aside, some of the other stuff doesn't make sense. Okay. Josh. I'm having, I don't want to say a hard time liking it. But at this point, it's a little tough to get into just because of kind of how slow the series is going. I mean, the animation is great. And even there are be- uh, moments of the story that are that are a little bit more engaging. But the mystery is too nebulous and it's hard to it's hard to latch on to. The characters, I think, have the right ingredients to be interesting enough, even Toboy but we don't have enough focus on one or two groups of characters enough to fully invest into mm-hmm. it. And that's so far kind of the feeling I'm getting. There's a plethora of characters so far. We have Sharon Hub, who have a failing marriage. We have Quentin Blue, who is hunting wolves for reasons. And then we have our wolves. But everything is so disparate and doesn't... We get like two or three minute bursts mm-hmm. of the character not enough time to really devote or invest fully into them. And I'm sure as the series picks up, we may, we will be able to create more of an investment, but right now it's tough for me to kind of fully latch onto it. I mean, I'm, you know, obviously I'm going to hang in here. We got to do this review. I'm just kind of feeling so far a little bit like it looks great and they've got the elements of a great story, but there are things missing. And I think, I think maybe the world building is part of it. I was gonna say, I think the world. I think the problems we're real. having are opposite problems. Because I don't mind. That, I don't mind that the story is slow. I don't mind that our characters were learning who they are and what they act like. We don't really know how they intersect yet. 
me, it's it's all about logic. It's all about consistency. It's about what what can these characters do and what they can't do, and why can they not do it or do it. And if there's a payoff on that, like we're gonna say, okay, no, at the end, these wolves are this or that. Mm-hmm. It'd be fine for me if that's if that's actually a mystery. I just get the feeling it's not a mystery. But I'm okay with not knowing where the people are gonna go with each other because I feel like that's gonna get resolved. Well, yeah, but so it, I, I almost feel like we're having opposite issues, right? No, no, I mean, that's not, I don't think that's a problem either. It's just, I think I, I do agree with you on the world building aspect. And, and I suppose that's, if that is a, a common thread, it yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think like the rules for these wolves would be nice. Exactly. Or even I, knowing there are rules, not even necessarily knowing what they are, but knowing they exist. Right. Cause they're, be, do, yeah, cause they're doing all these things that, as you said, the logic isn't there. Yeah. And I get that. I totally get that. I'm just feeling, I'm not feeling the full on investment in the characters yet. That's, that's a problem for me. Okay. I mean, I'm intrigued enough to keep going. I want to know what Cheza is about and what the wolves are about and what even Darcia wants to do besides obviously revive naked super hairy lady. Darcia should hook up with like, like hang out with Lil Palazzo and they should start a band together. That would be visually appealing. Uh-huh. They would argue over like if it's goth or if it's gonna be like rock. But I, no, but you're I, right. But I can see right. Darcia being the keyboardist. <laughs> yeah. Well, while well, well, Palazzo's the guitarist. Yeah. So He's all we need is a, a drummer and maybe a bassist and then a frontman. I feel like Lord Genome should be the drummer. Yes. And then maybe Knives as a singer. Or even Legato is the singer. So, I, yeah, so, Legato would be the better singer. Legato is definitely going to be the singer. Yeah. Yes. And, and then who would be the ba- Viral. Viral's the bassist. I could see that. Yeah, no, that works. I could see that. Yeah. Or 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 Hyatt. <laughs> like I could hear see her being chill. Well, she be, be, be she could be like she just laser dead though. <laughs> with a guitar on and no, and no one would notice because she's the bassist. Um, so. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> oh, um, so uh, was yeah, that was that pretty much your whole your whole set of thoughts? That was, that was my pretty much my takeaway on it. Not a bad episode, but it's just it's a little it's a little hard to want to fully get into the next episode. But I uh, will. Okay, I'm going to say kind of a response to both of you. Two different things. Uh, when it comes to the characters, for me. The characters and the way that they're being portrayed right now is probably the most interesting aspect of the show at this point. Okay, so we're in a world where these wolves don't exist or haven't existed or haven't been opened out in the world for like over 200 years. Each of them have been trying to get by in some sort of way. And they all are doing it very differently. You okay. have you have Toboe, who is a good little doggy in a home. You have Sume, who's trying to like stick it to the man and, and those and in have power. A yeah, and, and, yeah and, and building and building his own pack. You have Kiba, who's like, fuck it, I don't want to do this glamour thing, I just want to be a wolf. And you've got Hige, who's probably the best adjusted of all of them, just kind of part of society blending in. And each I, of them have to leave their old ways of, of like... They're leaving their comfort their, zones. Their, their, their comfort zones and what, how they've lived now to basically essentially face a completely different sort of situation. They're being brought I, together I, as, a, as a new pack. I would argue that Kiba didn't necessarily not want to glamour. I got the impression he didn't know how. He was a country bumpkin. Yeah, like he had never dealt with, like he never probably, had Yeah, I mean, to. that's the way I'm looking yeah. at it too. Yeah, I could see um, that. He's the outsider. So did, how did Hike train him then to do it so fast, which well, is weird. But, it's, it's hard. And it's, I, it and could I was, just be an innate thing that they're all able to do. I would also argue that he, Hige 
is maybe not the most well-adjusted. I would say he might even be the most broken. The fact that he... From a human or a wolf standpoint? From a wolf standpoint. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I was saying yeah. for... Yeah, absolutely. No, you're right. From a wolf standpoint, I agree 100%. Yeah. He can be the most human, but that also means he's lost his, his pride, as as uh, Kiba would say. Kind of give you a quick counterpoint. Mm-hmm. I agree with what you say. The way the characters are portrayed as well, my argument is there isn't enough time spent on them uh, episode-wise. It's yeah. a big cast, though. It is a big yeah. cast. And we're only yes. two episodes in. Right, right. exactly. Right. And we've already had a, fo- a spotlight episode this episode with Toboy. You know, right. I mean, we mm-hmm. had a lot of... Toboy we have we, ha- we have a lot of options and opportunities for each of those characters to have a moment to shine once they're kind of, again, solely put together. And we've right. already... We've already got two groups now. We've got Kiba and Hige together, and now we've got Sume and Toboy together. Now we just got to get these two groups together. And you know that's going to happen eventually. Yeah. Are you going to say that every time? No. Apparently. To Bill's point of the logic, I was unable to throw that out the window with Gurren Lagann because Gurren Lagann was so silly and over the top. I, for some reason, have less of a problem doing it with, with this anime. I don't really have a good answer as to why, personally, that and, is. And again, I'm almost the opposite there. Because when Superfan Matt said, it's not parody, it's hyperbole, mm-hmm. I kind of got it. Mm-hmm. And it, made, it it was easier to handle. This seems more realistic, more gritty, mm-hmm. more serious. It, it makes the internal logic problems harder to deal with, not easier. Yeah, and I don't, for me, I don't know why it's the opposite. I'm not sure. I don't really have a good answer to it. For me, it's one of those things where I'm so invested in the characters. For me, this is an anime of characters, and I, which is so different for them, from my experience with Gurren Lagann, where we had so many characters, but it was hard to to care because the focus was so spread out throughout the whole thing. And even the characters we liked in Gurren Lagann were pretty two dimensional. They were pretty Mm -hmm. flat. I mean. Yeah. You might have half a dozen traits for some of the more developed characters. Absolutely. But it was also more four color. You understood them better. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe the nuance is giving Josh some trouble this early on with these characters. It's no, possible. None, none of them are, you know, yeah. bombastic, out, outgoing. We, we don't yeah. have the, the female bombshell falling out of her top in the first, like, 20 minutes of the first episode, well, you know. Well, even the fact that it's like, oh, but she wants to be a teacher, and she's really good at it, and yeah. she's a badass. Yeah. And uh, Like, if this was a game of fate, mm-hmm. Gurren Lockdown would be real easy to build aspects for the characters. Real easy. These characters would be very hard to build aspects for. I guess it would be my, you know, mm-hmm. coming up with six sentences that are real simple phrases of who these people are. At this point, I can only come up with a couple for each one. And we'll see where it goes. And, 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 and maybe, and maybe Soldi is like just said, lost on me. I, know, I I'm patient know. there. I can I can wait for this, to, but I can understand why that. Mm-hmm. It's much less four color, so I understand. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's not a problem for me right now because I assume this is going somewhere. These characters are mm-hmm. going to become right. grow and change or reveal themselves more. It, it is much more. And I guess that's a good way to put it. It's a lot subtler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe and maybe it is just a the the change of gears. Is, oh, we oh big time. Yeah, and. Maybe just because we just got off of Gurren Lagann just a couple weeks ago. Phrasing. <laughs> Piercing the heavens. <laughs> yeah, so... But anyway, but but yeah, maybe I'm just not adjusting quite yet, and, and maybe that is something else, too. We've gone from something very over the top to something a little bit more subdued, so I don't have the right mindset for it. And again, 
fans, I, we're curious what you think, so don't forget to send us an email, uh, tuningjapanese at gmail.com, get on our Facebook, Twitter, uh, Discord, all those different places, which, again, are all at the end of the episode, yes. you can you can hear, to let us know what you think of this anime uh, and kind of how it's starting. So It's not bad, though. Uh, but I will, I will close... Oh, sorry. I, I was just going to agree with Josh. I don't dislike it. I'm just having trouble seeing the path. Right. Yeah. I, I will close, though, by saying Toeboy fucking sucks. Again, I want to say that. Just get that out there. I, do, I just like Toeboy. Dude, dude, you're your hate boner for Toeboy. I fucking hate Toeboy. So I don't, at this point, I don't hate him that much. I mean, obviously, yeah. he is a dumb kid. Yeah. yeah. But I don't, I don't hate him. We'll just see. He's we'll just, just dumb. We'll just see how it goes. Okay, fair enough. Maybe Andy just doesn't like dumb kids. Uh, no, actually, never mind. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Uh, so, <laughs> almost got him into that one. <laughs> next week, we are back with Josh's review of episode three, Bad Fellow. All right. Ready to go? All right, take us out. So, this has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime, and I'm too different from the rest of you. My name is Andy. I'm pretty weird, all right. I'm Josh. I only get pissed off around idiots. I'm Bill. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Hello, Chief Serpents. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questnnetwork.com. While you're there, check out other great shows like the Shadowbane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Home Stars, Slasher Sanitarium, Raw Attitude Podcast, New Blood Rising, the Reanimator Podcast, Taco Tuesday Podcast, Nerd Control, and our newest show, Hairless Pretenders.